The Lord be with you. A reading from the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter, verses 35 through 51. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said, Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except he who is from God, he has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. John chapter 6, verse 39. The conversation continues between the unbelieving crowds and Jesus in the Gospel of John, the sixth chapter. Last week, we saw the crowds obsessed with how things work, and we saw Jesus pointing them eventually not to works, but to belief, to faith. This is how God works, that you believe in him whom he has sent. And we examined and measured how the works of man and the bread of man, how it always perishes. But the works of God, well, his works never fail. They last forever. They endure in every way and through all things. And what is that work? Faith. Belief. Trust in Jesus. That's what God works for in you. And God never tires. He never fails. He never wavers. Rather, God searches night and day. He fights and wrestles and drags and draws and seeks and saves poor, miserable, lost, and hopeless sinners who are stuck in the darkness of their sins and the fears of this world and the bondage of Satan. And God rescues them mightily. The Lord Almighty does all the work. He goes all the way to seek and to save his sheep entirely by his own steadfast love 
grace and mercies, which are new every morning. And so we heard our Lord say unto us, Do not work for food that perishes, but rather work for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. And now this week, the conversation continues. And it takes another unexpected turn. How quickly the conversation goes from the topic of work to another topic commonly discussed in today's world. God's will. People often wonder what God's will is for them in their life. As if it's hidden or up for a debate or it's unknown, it could come down either way like a flip of a coin, a yes or a no. But as we'll see, this is the way that the unbelieving crowd thinks. And do not fall into the same way of thinking as they do, for again, like last week, you will see that they just don't get it. They don't see it, and they never will because they're consumed by earthly bread, and they, don't, they do not believe. Dear Christian, you know God's will. It's not hidden from you. It's certain. It's guaranteed. It's rock solid. God's will for you is clearly revealed to us by our Lord in the sacred scriptures. A Christian does not need to wonder if they are in God's will or not. And yet, the unbelieving crowd can do nothing but that incessantly. Next time someone mentions to you, well, if it's God's will, cut them off. Tell them you know what God's will for them is. See what they say. They'll either laugh at you or think you're a bit crazy. Or they might just stop mid-sentence and look at you with the eyes of faith and ears to hear and receive this very answer from the sacred scriptures, from our Lord Jesus himself, who says, This is the will of God, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. This is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. John chapter 6, verses 39 and 40. And now we see it, that both what God works for from last week's topic and what God's will is for this week's topic is aligned with the same objective, that you believe in Jesus and have eternal life and that he will raise you up on the last day. God's will here for you in Christ is not hidden. It's been revealed. It's not up in the air. It's right before your eyes. It is not wishy-washy. It is assured and guaranteed. Yet to this unbelieving crowd, people who are consumed with the things of this world and the workings of man, they can do nothing but go on and on about their own situation, their health, their money, their power, their happiness, their luxuries, their successes and dreams. God's will to them, it's sought in the things of man endlessly. 
and it gives them no rest, no assurance. All these things will perish. All these things moth and rust will destroy. These things, Jesus has said, do not labor for them. Yet it is all the unbelieving crowds will labor for and think about because they don't believe. It's like this. If you have everything in this world, but you do not believe in Jesus, then you are outside of God's will for your life. Say you have the dream job. You finally are doing what you've always wanted to do, and you have a nice home, a comfortable life. You have planned trips and vacations. You have all the money in the bank to finally sit back and relax. You're in good health. You're in good shape. You have protection from all plagues and viruses. You have no worries. Everything's finally going your way. Life couldn't get any better. Yet you don't believe in Jesus? Then you have nothing. All those things will perish ultimately, and you are certainly not aligned with God's will for you in your life. You will die eating the bread of man, which never fills your soul and which cannot raise you on the last day when the Lord comes again. But for the one who believes, who trusts in Jesus, then though everything of this world be taken away from you and the earth gives way and the mountains are moved into the heart of the sea and you lose all earthly possessions, you lose your dream job, your golden opportunity, your home, your health, your happiness, your joy. You lose a child, your marriage, your sense of worth and purpose and your belly clings to the dust and you sit in nothing but sackcloth and ashes. But you believe in Jesus? Well, then you have everything. You'll be raised by God, lifted and sustained through life's way. You stand rest assured in the will of God, the Father Almighty for your life. No matter what earthly things come your way, you eat the bread from heaven, the bread which alone satisfies the hungry soul, and he will raise you up on the last day. You see, the believer lives every day, today and tomorrow, in faith, trusting, believing, that no matter what earthly things come my way, he's with me. And he never tires to forgive. And he never fails to bring me back. This is God's will, that Jesus should lose nothing. Not one person. Not one soul. Not one child. Not you. Not, not all that the Father has given him shall be lost but shall remain in his arms of mercy. Dear saints, remember the context of the evening when our Lord Jesus prayed, Thy will be done. 
He prayed so the night before his own death. In the garden of Gethsemane, with drops of blood flowing from his forehead in agony and distress, as he looked to the cup that he was soon to drink for you, the cup of God's wrath, the cup of God's judgment, the cup of death for the sins of the world. And so he prayed, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Jesus believed. He trusted. He knew what God's perfect will for you was. For his will to be done meant that you would look upon the sun and that cross on Calvary's hill and see him dying for your sins, your transgressions, and believe that God, through his very wounds, would make you whole and through his stripes would heal you and give to you eternal life through his death. Forgiveness, assurance, and certainty that on the last day, through the one who was raised from the dead, he would raise you from the dead. God's will has been done for you. Christ has been crucified. He was raised three days later, and he is coming again for you. Not one of his sheep shall be lost. And on that day, after your home is buried in the ashes of this earth, after your money has perished and no longer holds any power, after you are long forgotten by the ever-changing cultural heroes of our world and your body becomes nothing but dust and ashes, for dust you are and to dust you shall return, after the grass and the flowers of the field have faded and are withered away and thrown into the fire, after everything has perished and you lie helpless, buried in the depths of this world with nothing, then you shall see the will of God for you, who has said, This is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day, and on that day the trumpet will blast, and the cry of an archangel will be heard throughout the burned and ravaged earth, and the Lord Jesus will descend upon the clouds. And he will open your grave. And he will raise you up. And God's will for your life, it will be fulfilled. That no one who was given to Christ shall be lost. And every tear from your eyes will be wiped away. And every sin and every death will be no more. And neither will there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore for the former things, the things of this world, the bread which man eats, the works which man does, all these things will have passed away. And all that will remain is God's perfect will for you in Christ Jesus. Plans for wholeness and not for evil, Jeremiah says. Plans to give you a future and a hope. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, 
Guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.